Hey there. You got a bunch of leads, but too swamped to make heads or tails out of them? When it comes to sealing the deal, do you just throw out a number and hope for the best? Well, it's time to change that too. Welcome to the Million Dollar Pipeline Challenge, tailor-made for the home services and remodeling pros just like you. We're cutting through the clutter, showing you how to chat with your customers and nail your pitches and boost those conversions. No more guesswork, just solid strategies to grow your business. Tune in to transform your approach and let's build that million dollar pipeline together. Text the word money to 844-949-1984. That's the word money to 844-949-1984 to begin your million dollar pipeline challenge today. Welcome to Blue Collar BS, a podcast that busts the popular myth that we can't find good people, highlighting how the different generations of today, the boomers, Gen X, millennials, and Gen Z are redefining work so that the industrial revolution that started in the U.S. stays in the U.S. Hey, welcome back to Blue Collar BS. I am your co-host, Brad Herta, along with my other co-host, Stephen Doyle. This show is brought to you by Vision for Business Solutions and Professional Business Coaching, Inc. Blue Collar BS podcast helps blue collar business owners like you build businesses that'll thrive for decades to come, turning that blue collar bullshit into some true blue collar business solutions. So in this episode, what are you going to learn today? Well, you're going to learn what Josh did to turn his education into a career. You're going to learn why it's important to get parents educated on the trades. You're going to learn how storytelling connects with students. And most importantly, by taking massive action, why that's a key to your success. Yeah, our guest today is Joshua Page, the owner of three electrical firms out in Massachusetts, author of a killer children's book, What Does Your Daddy Do?, and a true believer in taking those massive actions to create the life you want. And it's not education's responsibility. We hope you enjoy this show as much as we enjoyed making it. Brad Herda, how are we doing today? We are doing wonderful, Mr. Stephen Doyle. And Detroit is uh, warm, rain, wet, snow. What's Detroit today? Yeah, it's uh, a combination of all of it. It's uh, not necessarily warm anymore. Dropped about 10 degrees today. So we're hovering right around snow. Little sleet, little cool. rain, kind of nice little awesome. mix today. So it's it's doing pretty good. Liking the liking the liking the. Uh, the I was just gonna say hat. thank you for the thank you for the new lids, man. So yeah, you Mr. like that. Doyle, for those that are watching the video, uh, Steve went out and made an investment in the Blue Collar Podcast, Blue Collar BS Podcast, and got us some hats. So um, we're a little bit of fashion wear here. We're, little, we're, little we're fashion high class. So that's right. Um, Get your little Christmas hat. <laughs> exactly no elf just christmas um today 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 uh we got an amazing guest who's got a great story from what i could get off his linkedin profile from what he shared in his uh, release form met him on linkedin through another great friend rob conlin based out in uh, massachusetts electrical contractor book writer speaker educator motivator jack of all trades josh page welcome to the show thank you so much for having me guys i, I really appreciate it no, yeah, thank you so for uh, making the LinkedIn connection and jumping on and, and being so willing to share your share your story and, and your passions with us. So we, yeah, we, absolutely. we appreciate you. So before we get started, Josh, first question we ask everyone, which generation do you belong to? And if you have to look it up, it's okay. 
I, yeah, I, I honestly don't know. I'm 1984. I'm 38 years old. I, I'm not sure if it's Y or Z or X or, you know, it's the best generation that they, that we have out there right now is is the 38-year-old. So whatever that comes out to Ooh. be, you guys will let oh. you know. Oh. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. We're the, we're the last hardworking generation. I know that. Ooh, wow. Ooh. Ooh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> That's what this conversation's about, right? This is what we're <laughs> that would be a millennial, in case you wanted to know. All right, I'm a millennial. Awesome, <laughs> great, so proud. I can hear hear the excitement in his voice. <laughs> so, um, looking at your LinkedIn profile and different things, it looks like you uh, you got your own electrical contracting firm now. Yeah, so I own and operate three electrical contracting companies. Um, one of them I started back in 2011. It's called JP Electric and Son. And then in 2015, I purchased another company, which was actually uh, founded the same year that Burger King was was invented in 1954. That's a really old company. And then in 2017, I purchased a third company, um, which is um, about 45 minutes east of us, uh, more affluent neighborhood. And uh, I purchased them in 2017. So now owning and operating all three, everyone says, why don't you just bring them all into one? And a um, couple answers on that. Number one is uh, I'm too stubborn to give up JP Electric and Son because it's what I created. Number two, Rural Electric, who was uh, founded in 1954, is such a history in this town. There's no way I could ever get rid of that name. And um, and then Patriot Electric out in Concord, Mass. It's been there for you know 30 something years, and you know it's just. It's right outside Boston, so Patriot. Um, you know, everyone knows everything to do with Patriot, and I, I just at this time I don't want the name to go. So, right, three business cards, three websites, Facebooks, three of everything. It's a lot of work, but you know, it works for me for now. And it's been seven years since we've we've owned and operated all three of them together. So, it oh, works. That's, that's fantastic. So, how did you? Um, what got you into the entrepreneurship role or owning businesses, or what was the what was the journey to get there? So do you want the do you want the journey the journey journey into the trades or just into the business? You let me know. We'll start with the trades. We'll start there. Okay. So what brought me to the trades was I was working for about eight years for a large electrical contracting firm, the biggest in the Northeast. We had about twelve hundred electricians non-union. Wow. Um, he had it. Uh, That's a big so non-union job. Yeah, I think it's the biggest the biggest in in the Northeast. So um, it was Griffin Electric. He operates out of Holliston, Massachusetts, and I think he has one in Georgia and one in North Carolina. And, um, you know, I was starting to get into estimating and starting to look into being a foreman. And I was a couple of years in uh, with my journeyman electrician. And I wanted to do something different. I wanted to, I don't know, I just, I felt like I had more in me. So I wanted to start my own business or do something. Um, but when I was taking my master electrician course, the instructor said, I want you to look in the phone book and and look up electrical contractor and then you're going to find out all your competitors so i did i came back to him i said there's about 35 he said okay he said why don't you find a niche business something that nobody else is doing he's like why don't you do it infrared and i was like infrared so i started looking into it and uh infrared thermal imaging and testing and electrical components and all that stuff and it was very expensive and so i i didn't do it and then I got my master electrician's license. And then out of the blue, I had a big high voltage company that needed an electrical license in their company. So I ended up holding the master electrician's license for their company. Not many people know this for about five years. And in exchange, they bought me the $20,000 infrared camera. 
yep. along with paying a weekly stipend to do it. Nothing and wrong so with I started that. My, what was that? Nothing, Nothing wrong, wrong with that. that. Oh, no, it was awesome. <laughs> so uh, I started that company while I was working for the other electrical company and, um, you know, doing infrared surveys for, um, for houses, for roofs, for water intrusion. I was getting into everything. And that led into handyman work. And uh, so this was about 2009, 2010, getting into 2011. And, you know, I'm an electrician, but it just, it just snowballed and everything. And finally, I was like, you know what, I just want to go out on my own. I want to do my own thing. My son was about a, uh, just, just born a couple months. I was married, we had a mortgage. And I was like, I just want to do my own thing. I, I want to be there for my kids when he when he grows up. I want to coach his sports. I don't, you know, I don't want to work for someone anymore. Is he a hockey so kid? That's how I got. What was that? Hockey kid? He's not, no, no, no. Now that now that kid's thirteen years old, and and you know, I'm six foot four. He's he's almost six feet now. We've got. I have <laughs> his name's Ashley. He's thirteen. I've got a, an eight year old Brody, and and we took guardianship of my niece three years ago, which she just turned uh, eighteen a couple days ago. Okay. But that's really what started me on the entrepreneurial journey is right there was infrared testing and handyman work and, you know, everything not electrical. But I, I just, I don't know, I had this pull inside me to go do my own thing. So, And what got you down the electrical path? That's a lot longer journey. Um, try to, I'll try to keep it short and sweet. Um, my mom passed away when she was 37 years old of a brain tumor, cancerous brain tumor. I Sorry, was 13 man. years old. And uh, just trying to find my way, knew I wasn't going to go to college. I wasn't smart. Uh, my grades were C's and D's, spent more time in the principal's office than anything else. And I found out about a trade school that you only had to go to school two weeks out of the month. And then the other two weeks were in a, you know, in a trade. And right. I was like, well, sign me up, you know. And um, I originally went in there, to be honest, to go into cosmetology because I love the makeup. <laughs> I love the makeup and the gore in the movies. And I thought that's what I wanted to do. And when I found out what cosmetology was really about, I couldn't picture myself doing French tips and French braids and manicures for the rest of my life. So, um, so I, I tried plumbing. <laughs> so I tried plumbing, but I failed out of plumbing. They didn't allow me to go into the plumbing shop. And I had a bunch of friends that went into electrical. So I was like, okay, that's where I'll go. So here's, here's the difference between plumbing and electrical. When you make an electrical mistake, most people can't find, it doesn't leak, right? <laughs> there's, no, there's no water on the floor there's no nothing yeah it's just it's exactly, just a lot of electrons exactly. that nobody knows how to find yeah exactly so that's how i ended up in electrical um i was suspended a few times in in high school uh actually all all years except for senior year i was suspended at least once i ran away from from my uh my dad's house I ended up living with my aunt the last year in high school and from there i went to that big electrical company griffin electric right from high school so Okay. That's how I got into the electrical trade. It wasn't in, you know, it wasn't something I was loving until I really got into it. And then I had a true sense of pride once I started building and really understanding this trade. And now I just, you know, I love it. Um, but it was, uh -huh. it was a tough journey to get here. Owning three businesses in that, in that space. I would hope that you love it because otherwise yeah. you have a big problem on your hands. <laughs> Well, it's funny because everyone everyone says, you know, you know, why electrical or or you know, how how is it running three companies? And I think when you get down to it and you really dig deep inside of me on why three or you know what why all this stress and business and everything is I think I love to serve, right? I love to be the most relevant. I love when people say, Hey Josh, can you fix this? And I'm like, Yeah, of course we can. Or 
you know, do you know someone that can work on my roof? Yes, of course I can. You know, I just love being that person that people can can count on. And I think that's in the end is what drives me. Uh, that's spectacular. So as we are a generational show here as well, um, and you have three entities upon which you have to find staffing for, talk to us about your staffing journey, I guess. I'm going to assume that the companies you purchased probably had a little bit more mature staffing um, to them, you know, being around that long. How's that journey been to uh, replace or find talent to come behind them uh, as that knowledge walks out the door? So um, when I bought the, my first company, we had, I want to say we had six people in the company. So we were, we were pretty good, but hiring was a lot easier, you know, eight, seven, eight years ago, you yep. know, it seemed to be a little, a little easier at that time. You know, it was still tough, but it was a little bit easier. When I bought Rule Electric, um, there was three electricians. I don't think any, oh, there was one or two apprentices. They all stayed on. Perfect. Worked great. And even there's still a few left, you know, one or two have gone on to greener pastures, still a couple left. Patriot Electric, when I bought them, uh, there was three electricians, two apprentices. Within three months, all three electricians left. Oh, wow. They all quit. And it wasn't anything because of me. What I didn't realize is for three years prior, one of the guys was there for 20 years. For three years prior, he kept asking the owner almost weekly to buy the business. And he kept telling him no, kept telling him no, kept telling him no. And then I come in on a Monday morning. Hey, I'm the new owner. So he didn't like oh. me from the start. You know, he didn't like the old owner. He didn't like me. He didn't like that he couldn't own it. And then the other two just followed suit after that. So that was tough. Um, the two apprentices stayed. They ended up turning into licensed electricians for me. One still works for me and one started his own small business. So, um, you know, hiring now, it's tough. I mean, it's hiring everywhere is tough. Uh, yeah. Everywhere I talk to, whether you're installing dishwashers or landscaping or uh, being a substitute teacher, it seems like everywhere is, is hiring issues. And we know that across the whole nation. I mean, everything right. is, is an issue. No. And so what have you found from the younger side? Right. So I guess. Let's just uh, let's just go down that path. Tell us about your book, man. Let's just go there right away. Yeah. So the, the book is called What Does Your Daddy Do? Um, so 2020, 2020 hits. We're an essential worker, but the governor of Massachusetts asked for everyone to shut down for two weeks to stop the spread. That was in March, right? Nobody knew right. what, what we're up against. You know, we were all scared just trying to figure things out. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to shut down for two weeks and let, let's see what happens. You know, I don't want to, I don't want anything to, you know, get hurt or anybody else get sick because of me, you know, so let's just shut down. But in those two weeks, I, I can't stop. Like I, I have to do something. So I started writing this book. And the reason why is about two years before that, I was asked to, to speak at career day at a local high school. And when I got there, there was financial advisors, cops, uh, policemen, uh, firemen, and like an environmental police or, or parks and rangers or something like that. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Like I, have, like, I didn't bring pliers and hard hats. Like, I just thought that was lame. Like, I didn't bring anything. <laughs> didn't bring a battery. So, no, I didn't like, who, honestly, who cares? You know, so I was like, whatever. So I went into the classroom and there was about 16 kids in there, um, sophomore to, um, I think it was sophomore to seniors. And for, I had 30 minutes. And for 25 minutes, I told them my story. 
of my mom passing away, me running away, high school, how I got into being an electrician. And for five minutes, I talked about being an electrician. And all the kids left. And the teacher came up to me and said, Josh, I don't know what you did, but I've never seen that amount of kids that quiet for as long as you had them for. What did you do? And I said, I had to build trust with them. I had to have them understand who I am as a person and my backstory before I even talk about being an electrician, because otherwise, who actually cares? Half mm-hmm. those kids didn't even care about a career anyways. They're, they're, you know, they, just, they just weren't there. Um, so that's what really started me on this path of, of speaking, of doing career weeks or career days, talking about being an electrician. And I said, I don't think I'm making a big enough of an impact talking to 15 high schoolers once a year. So when we shut down in 2020, I said, how can I make a bigger impact? So I started thinking about those kids. My wife owns a daycare center. I started thinking about Mm. her kids. And I said, high school's too late. Preschool's too early. Yep. Where, where would I be able to influence? I said, you know, seventh and eighth grade, that's your awkward years. You know, I like girls. I like boys. You're kind of weird. You know, everything's (laughs) going on so fast. And I said, you know, that's not the time that kids are, you know, trying to understand things. I said, I think it's third to sixth grade. So if I can write a book and plant the seed in a third to sixth graders mind about the trades, not pushing them into the trades, because I have nothing against college. And nothing against, um, you know, higher education. But I think we are just shoving college down the throats of, the, of society for so long that they think going to college is your only way to success in this, in this world. Because mm-hmm. it's not just the United States. It's across the whole world. I've, I've talked to people in Egypt, in, in the Middle East, and every, it's, you know, uh, I've been on podcasts in Europe. It's the same. It's yep. the same exact thing. So I think um, that that's the reasoning right there is that we, we, we just, we push college so much and everyone thinks it's the only way to be successful, have to go to college. So I wanted to plant the seed in the younger mind, let them know about the trades, let them know about other opportunities. So that way, when they're talking to mom and dad and they're like, oh, I want to be a doctor when I grow up because I see a doctor, or I want to be a police officer because I see police officers. Well, how about the conversation of, I want to be a carpenter when I grow up because I want to build things. Right. Or I want to be mm-hmm. a plumber when I grow up because I saw so-and-so fix our sink. And I thought that was really neat. So that's when the book started to be written in 2020. I wrote the book and honestly, I thought it sucked. So I saved it on my computer and I did nothing with it. 2021 came up and I saw it in Microsoft Word on my computer and I clicked into it. And I don't know what it was, but just something came over me and said, Josh, this book is not written for you. This book is written for that that younger generation, the kids that are confused, the kids that need you. That's what this book is written for. And you need to get it out into the world. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to fix it. So I, you know, went through it, edited it. I went and searched for a publisher and I said, you know, are you interested? And finally, I got one Christian faith publishing that said, yeah, we're interested in it. Let's do it. Nice. And, you know, the rest is history. It was, you know, printed in June of the, uh, 2022. And it's, you know, it's been doing awesome since. I mean, we've got a, a really good conversation going because of this book now, I think. Absolutely. The, the uh, image is kind of nice, but they got it. Your, your image on yeah. the cover, I'm looking at it. Huh, it's close. Yeah. 
I didn't want to exact. I didn't want to exact. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be spiky hair. It looks like on the uh, on the cover, but <laughs> on the front there. But no, that, that is. Uh, I, I am definitely going to be uh, buying this book here, so I can take a look at it and, and see what's there because that's hugely inspirational for sure. And that's yeah, you're you're absolutely correct. Um, you know, we talked a little bit before the show how Gen Z is now 26 years old. So they're 26 to 12, and and the fear of of losing those early on. How do you capture them early? You know. Those older Gen Z kids, you know, we're losing 12 to 15 million people to not enter the trades. Yeah, we didn't, it, we didn't it, do enough job to show them the path forward. And um, you got another 50 million be- behind them to get into the workforce at some point, And we got to capture as many as we can. Well, to, you know, the money's there. I believe the money's there, yep. right? We, we make very good money in the trades. But the education is not. And everyone says, well, how do, you, how, do you, how do you fix this problem, Josh? And I said, you have, to, you have to educate the parents and you have to influence the, the young generation because that's what it comes down to. So the, the, mm-hmm. the kids right now don't even know the trades exist. They have no clue what a carpenter is, a plumber. I had no clue. Shit, I went into Monty Tech, into trade school to be a cosmetologist. Like, I had no clue what any of this stuff was. Your skin looks really nice, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. appreciate that. <laughs> so if I didn't know 20 years ago, how, are, how is the next generation of kids right now going to know about the trade? You know, and I think books really needs to be that standing part, you know, books or videos online or YouTube series or something. But we also need to take away the stigma from the parents that you need to go to college. Otherwise, you're, you're not successful. Look at me. I'm not successful and I didn't go to college. So you need to go to college. No, you're not successful because you didn't execute and take massive action in your own damn life. That has nothing That's to do with right. college. So stop pushing that, that right. stuff. You know, yep. it, it has nothing to do with college. It has everything to do with you. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, even if you worked at McDonald's, you can become a manager. You can become an owner and, you know, an um, entrepreneur from it. I mean, you can open up your own restaurant. Like, there's plenty of things you can do. So don't put college on it, you know. And I think just educating them and say, you know what? The trades are cool. The trades are good. We pay good. There's always constant work. There's nothing wrong with becoming a doctor or an accountant. We, we need them, you know? I mean, yeah. absolutely need them. But for a lot of us, including me, that was never going to be the outcome. Never. College was never going to, to, to be there for me. It just wasn't. And what I've also realized over the years learning for me, and I think a lot in the trades, we learn the same way. We're very visual. Yep. And we're very yep. kinesthetic. So we have mm-hmm. to touch and feel things. Mm-hmm. And sitting in a classroom listening to teachers, <laughs> it, it doesn't work for us. It just doesn't. But you put us in, on a, in a workshop and we can, we can touch it and we can watch somebody build it instantly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast and that's how you're learning, you'd be great in the trades. I don't care what you're doing. You're going to be great in the trades. Yeah, absolutely. Just my opinion. Yeah. So how do we, you, you had mentioned, you know, videos and, and content out for parents, right? And I kind of want to walk down this path a little bit because it's something we have not talked about at all on the show, actually, is what are some of those things we can provide, we can offer? Um, for those those parents, those you know older 
that are trying to reinforce the need to go to college because it's better than the trades? What can we do about that? That's a great question. I don't know if I have the answer to it right now. Um, I think what I think platforms like this, having podcasts like this, having opportunities for for people to listen in and to to understand the needs. Um, because I I have talked to a lot of parents, and uh, you know I've talked to a lot of people the last six seven months, even the last couple of years about this. And you know it, I don't know if I have the answer, but it's I think the more we talk about it, the more open we are, the more that they understand about the opportunities and the money to be made. I think that's where a lot of the parents, they look at, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, you're not going to make money there, but maybe the trades. Um, I think right. we, I think Hollywood needs to change the view of us as well, you know, and I think that, <laughs> right. that's tough, you know. Um, Mike Rowe, I think, is doing a great job. But in my opinion, and it might not be the popular opinion, he's not really showcasing the trades. He's showcasing the dirty jobs, the pe- the jobs that people don't want to do. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. No problem. But that's not really the trades. I mean, as right. a carpenter, are we coming home full of mud and smelling like chicken grease as a carpenter when we're coming off a job site? No. You might no, be a so... little muddy. Depends, you know, if you're... Rough yeah, you, every now and then, but you're not. Yeah, like, but you know how trench. Mike Rowe comes yeah. out. I mean, yeah. you know, he's wearing a Tyvek suit. You know, it's great <laughs> for TV. Yep. But you know, it's not showcasing the trades, right? Right. You know, um, I I've contemplated starting a YouTube channel and 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 talking talking about the trades to get the kids because that's where the kids are. That you know, yeah. books are great, but I know my eight year old. I can't find my phone, but I know my eight year old is doing this. Yes. Watching videos, you know, I mean, all of us are, we're all on YouTube. So if you could create a channel where you're talking about the trades and how cool an electrician is and a carpenter or a welder, and you get kids involved with that channel, I think that might be a great starting point too. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to ask you this question because I, like I, I, we talk about pre-show, I'm part of the Home Building Trades Foundation here in Southeastern Wisconsin. And one of the programs that we're working on is to bring information into the schools right where we're not we're bringing in our own televisions we're bringing in our own video equipment our own wi-fi connectors and all those type of things we don't have to use the school network take away that barrier to entry and what we're going to do is we are going to present to students um so we'll have somebody in the classroom kind of being the facilitator moderator and then we're gonna have people live out in the job site out somewhere out in the field whether it's the plumber, the excavator, the electrician, most of it's going to start pretty local. But is that something that you would have interest to be part of to be able to say, hey, get connected to a group of kids here in Wisconsin from Massachusetts job site somewhere? I think it'd be really, really cool once we get this program launched and off the road. Is that something that you would be interested in, in supporting us and helping us with? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I absolutely. It, it needs to be it needs to have the cool factor. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so in the, in the, you know, in excavating, right. Every kid loves to watch an excavator. It digs the dirt, it dumps the dirt and it's loud. It's big. Every kid loves that. Um, not many kids are honestly going to care about me banging in a Romex staple into a two by four. <laughs> They're just not to be honest. Until I'm not you hit your hand anymore. and drive it through and drive that staple through your thumb. <laughs> then it's cool. <laughs> It's just not that interesting. Sorry. <laughs> That's what happens when you cross wire a breaker. <laughs> That's but, right. But it's just, 
you want you want to blow shit up then then yeah then then they're gonna watch i mean that's cool you know <laughs> but some of that some of the wow factor is just having it hey we're not you got a school sitting here in southeastern wisconsin to connecting to a job site in you know massachusetts very different it's just a different connection that creates yeah. a different level of engagement versus the electrical contractor that's or the elect the job that's three blocks down the road they may not be as excited about it that's all yeah no absolutely absolutely no i i would i would definitely be involved and i think i okay. think the the end result right is really what we need to push so not so much the banging of the romex of the staple you know on the two by four but yep. hey when when we wired this whole thing up now we flip this switch look at all the lights that go on how Correct. cool is that you know you are part of of wiring this switch to turn those lights on or when this generator goes on all this house or building is 100% powered like those that that's the vehicle that i think we need to lead into is not essentially the drill that drills the hole but we're looking for the hole to be done right mm -hmm. does that make sense yep yep it's not the specific drill bit but in the end all we want is a hole through that piece of wood i don't care how it gets there but we want the hole well, through the hole well you might you know <laughs> <laughs> you might care. True. True. We, True. we can do some stupid shit with that hole on there. You know, but no, I think that's a great idea. I think that's so, very cool. So how do people get a hold of you or find you? Or if, if we've got some folks out on the East Coast that might be looking for work or want to know more about things. First of all, how do people get a hold of you? And then where can we get the book? So the book, uh, well, how can you get a hold of me? So Joshua Page on Facebook. Um, you can email me, jp at jpelectric and andson.com there's my email uh the company is jp electric and son out of fitchburg massachusetts the book is available on amazon or barnes and noble it's called what does your daddy do by me joshua page uh would love would love uh, the support of the book on amazon writing reviews get kids involved um you know anything about that this is not the only book though because it was going to be a series based on all of what does your daddy do but Based on how many times we've been called a sexist over the last six months, I think the the next one will be um, "What does your mommy do?" Which was already in plans, but I've gotten called a sexist so many times that this is 2022. Why isn't it? Uh, what does your parents do? Or you know, women are in the trades. You can't be just dads. And I said, well, listen. First of all, it's my book. I can do what I want. Second of all. <laughs> I am a dad and I am an electrician. So if you read the book, that's what it's about. And if I ended the series right there, then when I die, my kids will have a legacy left behind that their father was an author. author. So that's, you know, that's what meant a lot to me. Yeah. But the What Is Your Mommy Do series, I really want um, to highlight the women in the trades, but also I want the younger girls to know that they can become an electrician, a carpenter, a welder, um, mm -hmm. you know, a roofer, whatever it is, they, they, it's not lose the stigma that the women can't be in the trades. I want that little girl. That's like, ah, I don't want to play with dolls, but I really want to build a, a birdhouse. I want her to know that she can be a carpenter or anything she wants to do in life. And that I think is why the, what is your mommy do book about being an electrician is, is going to be, you know, revolutionary too, for the trades. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Um, Josh, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, your passion, enthusiasm, and energy is 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 contagious, and uh, I just truly appreciate you jumping on the connection request right away and being able to be part of the show. And uh, thank you so much, and I look forward to continuing the conversation and relationship moving forward. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for this. It's been my pleasure and, and I'm glad to keep the conversation moving forward. Thank you for listening to Blue Collar BS, brought to you by Vision Forward Business Solutions and Professional Business Coaching, Inc. If you'd like to learn more on today's topic, just reach out to Steve Doyle or myself, Brad Herta. Please like, share, rate, and review this show as feedback is the only way we can get better. Let's keep blue-collar businesses strong for generations to come.